0: God is never going to let us go. Jesus will love us. He will love you and me to the end. Do you believe that?
1: to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. Today we're talking about Noah and his commitment to the Lord in part two of our message titled, Never Abandoned in Genesis chapter seven and eight.
0: Yes, Noah, he found favor. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He lived a life of faith in the midst of a culture that walked away from God and chose to live in wickedness. So, again, let me ask you do you do all that God has asked you to do? Do you obey His word? Do you heed His commandments? Do you seek after His will? over your own will in your life? Do you desire to please him in your daily walk with him? Only you can answer those questions. But getting back to Noah, this was all in accordance to what God had promised. Back in Genesis 5, do you remember, we looked at Noah's great-grandfather, He was an astounding man. His name was Enoch. And God had told Enoch at the birth of his son, Methuselah, he told him, and of course, Methuselah was Noah's grandfather, that when he died, judgment would come. Now we're told in 2 Peter 2, 5, that Noah was a preacher of righteousness, meaning as people would take time out of their day to go gather around Noah to mock him, to tease him and to ridicule Noah. because you, you imagine after like, you know, working on this boat for like 50 years, you know, the whole structure's there. This thing is just ginormous, you know? It's like, look at this thing. And people would just come around. Hey, what do you want to do today? Let's go mock Noah. He's building a giant boat. He's telling us it's going to rain. It's never rained before. It's like, this guy's a nut. He's insane. He's clueless, okay? So what would he do? As he would have people gather to him as he was building this ginormous boat in the middle of the land. It's like, what did he do? He preached righteousness to them. He preached the truth to them. He told them that judgment was coming. Noah is listed in the New Testament book of Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 is known as the hall of faith. And it says this in Hebrews eleven seven. It says, by faith, Noah warned by God about things not yet seen. In reverence, he prepared an ark for the salvation of his household by which he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness, which is according to, to faith, So because he was faithful, because he preached the truth, because he told people about the judgment coming, and he believed God that the judgment was coming, it was accounted unto him as righteousness. Righteousness is a word that means in right standings with God. We, because we've given our life to Jesus Christ, we, by faith, because we believe in what we have not seen yet... It is accounted unto us as righteousness. So we are in right standings with God. So we are called to do the exact same thing that Noah was called to do. We are to be preachers of righteousness because just like in Noah's day, judgment was coming. Judgment is coming in our day. Jesus said, when you see the world acting as they did in Noah's day, know this. The coming of the Son of Man is at hand. And so judgment is coming. And no, God is not going to flood the earth with water again. That's why he gave a rainbow. We'll look at that next time. But he says next time it's going to be fire. I am going to bring fire down and the whole world will be destroyed. Think about it. There's some 7.3 billion people on planet earth. The Bible says that only a handful of people, maybe as little as 10 or 15 people are going to be left at the end of the seven-year tribulation period. There's going to be an apocalypse that will unfold. There'll be a seven-year tribulation period, just like the Bible says. If God was faithful to Noah to tell him what was going to happen, and it all happened exactly like he said, then it's going to happen again, just like the Bible says. Judgment is coming. And we, like noah need to be preachers of righteousness in this time this is amen this isn't a time for us to pull the covers over our head. Oh, I'm sorry, Pastor, it's COVID-19. I'm just going out with my mask. I got my mask on. It's like, listen, this isn't a time. Okay, wear your mask. I wear it when I'm not up here preaching. I wear my mask. You know, yesterday I went to a lunch with a good friend of mine. And it's like, we're in there. And we were talking in the car. So we get out of the car. We walk up and they had an outside patio that we could eat. So we walk up to the restaurant. And we both walk in with no mask. And a lady almost had a heart attack. <gasps> oh, we have to take your temperature. You have no mask on. Oh, my goodness. She's like backing up and everything. I'm like, going a little overkill, don't you think? Okay. I said, no problem. Fear not. We'll go back to the car and get the mask. You know? It's like, you know, and it's just like, a, come on. Like, oh my goodness. You know, we are not called to pull the wool over our eyes. We're called to get out there and let people know. I was talking to uh, Drew here just a few minutes ago, and he was telling me he was up at Starbucks, and he's saying, hey, man, you need to come to our Sunday night service. And then she's like, I-, I might. And he says, well, there you go. And he's even going to go up afterwards and give her a card and say, you need to come. You see, so Noah was faithful. He was faithful in his calling, yet nobody believed him. Nobody repented of their sin. Everybody thought, life's just going to continue on like it always has. I mean, Noah's been talking about it raining for 75 years. Look at this big old boat he's building. The guy's nuts. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo, cuckoo, woo-hoo. Okay, so it's like, the guys are nuts. Could you imagine all the Noah jokes? You know, it's like, yeah, you know, hey, what did the one guy say to Noah? Well, I'm an idiot. What do you think? You know, it's like, you know, it's like dude, who knows what mockery they made up about this man. And they all just said, no, life's going to continue on, and it's been continuing on, you know we can live any way that we want. We're not going to submit to his God. We can be the captain of our own destiny. We can be our own God. Just believe in science. Isn't that what we hear now? We're going to follow science. Science is going to lead us the way. Right, okay. Science tells us we all came from monkeys. Okay. Yes, everybody mocked Noah. They all made fun of this crazy man for building his boat in the middle of the dry land. But guess what? One day, oh, it was after 100 years of hearing about it, 100 years of hearing about it. But one day, guess what? It started to rain. One day, everything crazy Noah said came to pass. One day, the truth that Noah had been preaching For a hundred years, it all came down and it rained hard and 40 days and 40 nights it rained, which brings up our point. Judgment had come. Let me read what it says here in Genesis 7, verse 17. It says, then the flood came upon the earth for 40 days and the water increased and lifted up the ark so that it rose above the earth. The water prevailed and increased greatly upon the earth and the ark floated on the surface of the water and the water prevailed more and more upon the earth so that all the high mountains everywhere under the heavens were covered and the water prevailed 15 cubits higher and the mountains were covered. It's a lot of water. And all flesh that moved on the earth perished. Birds and cattle and beasts and every swarming thing that swarms upon the earth. And all mankind of all that was on the dry land, all in whose nostrils was the breath of the spirit of life died. Thus God blotted out every living thing that was upon the face of the land from man to animals to creeping things to the birds of the sky. And they were blotted out from the earth and only Noah was left together with those that were with him in the ark, which was his wife, his three sons and his three sons' wives. Verse 24, and the water prevailed upon the earth 150 days. Wow. Wow yes, judgment had came. It came. Why? Because God said it was going to come. If God says something, don't mock that. Because the Bible says in Peter, mockers will come in the last days. Oh, you Christians, you're a bunch of nuts. You've been saying that Jesus is going to come back for 2000 years. You've been saying he's going to come back from the time that he was here. That's right. And guess what? He's coming back. He's coming back because he said he was going to come back just like it will be in our generation. See, people continue to mock us, and it will be just like in Noah's day. But then there's going to be that moment, and it will be that timeline, and it will all of a sudden... the. Rapture of the church will happen and we'll all be taken away. And people are going to look around like there was a great disappearance of people. It all happened at the same nanosecond, a crown around the globe. It just all happened at the same moment, the same second of time. People in every country, in every nation, in every county, in every country, in every city, in every village, someone will be taken away. And then people will be like, oh, Martians came and take them. Oh, there's there's UFOs. You know what so i There's a UFO thing. Oh my God, there's UFOs people on other planets and they'll come up and they'll say all of this and other planets have come in and there's other people out there and they were all airlifted uh excuse me what is the one key point about everyone that got airlifted they were all jesus freaks and the people will know oh my goodness those crazy christians were right that's why I believe that there will be a massive revival in the tribulation period because people will know. They will know. But let's get this timeline correct of this little voyage of the ark here because many think, okay, it rained for 40 days and then Noah pulled up to the beach, got out with his beach towel and suntan lotion and he's ready to catch some rays. Uh, no, let's remember when all of this started. Let's look back to Genesis chapter seven, verse 11. And it says, in the 600th year of Noah's life in the second month of the 17th day of the month on the same day all the fount- all the fountains of the great deep burst open and the floodgates of the sky were open so there was water coming up from underneath and there's water coming from the heavens just pouring down then we read in Genesis 8 4 because that's when it started so Genesis 8, 4 is where it ended. And in now in the seventh month of the 17th day of the month, the ark rested upon the mountains of Ararat. Now, This is believed the mountains of Ararat believed to be modern day Turkey. These mountains are in the seventeen thousand foot elevation point. To put that in perspective, Big Bear Mountain is the tallest mountain here in Southern California. It's about a little over eight thousand square uh, not square feet but uh, feet in elevation from sea level. So that would be like Big Bear Mountain with another Big Bear Mountain on top of the Big Bear Mountain. Okay, so double that and then add another thousand feet in height. The uh, tallest mountain uh, in North America. America is in Alaska. It's Mount Denali. It used to be called Mount McKinley. I don't know why they changed the name. Okay, whatever, politically correct. But whatever, uh, that's around 20,000 feet in elevation. So these mountains are extremely tall. So five months, or like we read there in the scripture, 150 days, the water prevailed on the earth with no sign of land, and there's no record of God speaking to Noah during that entire time he 's in the boat god 's not speaking to him god 's not like, hey, let 's have our you know, zoom meeting okay <laughs> uh, i 'm texting you how 's it going? You know no, nothing. Could you imagine it rains for forty days straight, and this is not some light california so cal drizzle here this is crazy monsoon the floodgates of the heavens are opened up waters bursting out of the ground and it's pouring cats and dogs and every living thing on planet earth outside of the ark is now dead drowned and done and there you are Noah and his family, all you see is water all around you. All you hear and all you smell are all these stinking animals, and I bet it really smelled in that ark. Come on. And there is no voice from heaven, not even a whisper. Did that mean that God wasn't there? No, of course not. Did it mean that God had abandoned Noah? Absolutely not. So let me ask you, how long do you last in the hardships of life before you disregard God's plans for you and you go for your own plan? Well, I prayed, I asked God, I sought the Lord for 33 and a half seconds. He didn't answer my prayer, so I got out there and did my own thing. Are you tired of your circumstances? Are you tired of your situation? Are you tired of your spouse? Don't answer that. Are you tired of your singleness? I'm sick and tired of my single. I'm going to the club as soon as this COVID thing's on. I'm getting my Levita Loca on. You know, it's like, I'm sick of being single. I mean, I'm going to find me a, a woman. That's it, man. I'm going to find it. You know, how, how long do you wait? Are you tired of life? How long will you wait on the Lord? How long will you obey his word? How long will you keep your eyes on the one who made you before you jumped ship? How long before you take matters into your own hands as you justify your position and you try to make everyone believe that, well, your plan was the best plan? Know this, God will never leave you or forsake you. Doesn't matter if you hear his voice. Doesn't matter if you don't hear his voice. Doesn't matter if you got goosebumps. Doesn't matter if you don't even know what a goosebump is. God will never, ever leave you. Which brings up our final point never abandon. Let's read what it says in Genesis 8, verse 1. But God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the cattle that were with him in the ark. And God caused the wind to pass over the earth and the water subsided. God remembered Noah. Wow. Hadn't talked to him in months, months. But notice he doesn't speak to Noah. It just says he remembered him. He didn't like hook up with them. Just, I remembered him. Did you catch that? God caused the waters to subside. God was working in Noah's favor. God's plan was starting to unfold, yet God still had not spoke a word to Noah. Noah had to wait by faith. And what exactly is faith again? Hebrews, the hall of faith, tells us in verse one that faith is the substance of things hoped for. I'm hoping for this thing. It doesn't exist. It doesn't materialize. It's not like this. It's something that it's not there. I can't put my hands on it. But faith takes that things that I'm hoping for. It's the evidence of things not seen. I can't feel it. I can't touch it. I can't put my teeth into it. I can't grab onto it, but I'm hoping this happens. I'm hoping that things change. Understand, Noah believed. And if God was able to save him from the flood, the world's judgment, which he did, like everyone else is dead in a doornail, he's alive got a bunch of stinking animals in there And you and know, i'm telling you animals you ever get behind you know at the zoo you watch these elephants and they start doing their thing and you're like oh my goodness it's like a it's like a you know get the, like a dam breaking i mean it's like whoa you know it's like and i mean think what was going on in that ark that thing stunk like a sewer but yet god remembered noah and if he was able to deliver me from this flood and he must be able to deliver me to the end. Jesus said, I will deliver you to the end. In John 13:1, Jesus said that he loved his own and he loved him to the end. God is never gonna let us go. And it's no different today. Jesus will love us, he will love you and me to the end. Do you believe that? Then if you do believe that, why don't you live like that? Don't walk in fear. Just live. Live! It's like, just like, just live, be who God wants you to be. But getting back to Noah and his ark, let's read what happens next here, verse 13. This says, uh, chapter 8, verse 13. Now it came about in the 601st year, in the first month, on the first of the month, the water dried up from the earth. Then Noah removed the covering of the ark and he looked, and behold, the surface of the ground was dried up. And in the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth was dry. Then God spoke to Noah. Now, finally, God spoke to Noah. Go out of the ark. You and your wife and your sons and your son's wise with you. Bring out with you every living thing, all the flesh that is with you, the birds, the animals, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, that they may breed abundantly on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. Yes, Noah, bring them all out. Bring those two flies and those two mosquitoes. Ah, God, we were so close. You could have just done and we'd be done with it. But anyway, that's another story. But let's not miss this very important point. From the time the door of the ark was closed... And the first raindrop hit the ground and Methuselah died and the water burst up from the ground. The canopy around the earth was loosed to the time that the door opened from Genesis chapter seven, verse 11 to Genesis chapter eight, verse four. Noah was in the ark for one year and 10 days. That's crazy. And God didn't speak a word. A year and 10 days. Wow. Talk about getting cabin fever. We'd be going nuts on that boat. That's a long time. I wonder if you would have felt like God abandoned you. Would you have felt that way? How long would you have lasted in that boat? How long before you would have lost faith if you were surrounded by nothing but water. Would you have lasted a month, three months, six months? Remember, Noah was cooped up with nothing but smelly animals. No hot water, no running water, no showers. Yet the Bible says God remembered Noah. Oh, what a word of refreshment that is. God remembered him. They should be music to our ears. For God always remembers us. He never, ever forgets us. I think if we were all honest, there are those times when we think that God's forgotten us. Like, he didn't care about me. Just, there I am, I'm doing my thing, and God doesn't care about me. I wonder if there are any listening right now that might think that way. You think that God has actually forgotten you. Let me encourage you with this. God has not forgotten you. He has not forsaken you. When God's people wandered in the wilderness for 40 years after coming out of Egypt, God's plan was get you out of Egypt, take you into the promised land. Why did they wander for 40 years? It was because of their faithlessness. It wasn't because of God's faithlessness. It was their faithlessness because they followed their own plans instead of God's plans. God still intervened for them though. I mean, it's like, you know, God, he should have just like, you know, I'm done with you in fact he did say that at one point he says you know you people are faithless that's it that's it i'm done and moses he goes moses hey mo step aside i'm gonna roast these people right now just go Froom. it'd be like a bullying buff Froom. i'll just uh, just wipe them all out and moses is like but now lord if thou wilt forgive their sin he said in exodus 32 32 and if not uh, 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 there's a pause in the hebrew uh, what can i what can i what can i bargain with there's nothing to bargain with here i'm bargaining with god god don't kill these people okay lord if, if you don't if you, don't judge them take my life for theirs wipe me out just wipe me out but save them god's like you know i like that idea uh no <laughs> but i like your heart because you're showing the heart of god see that's what that's what god's heart is for us So God was still faithful to the children of Israel, even though they were not faithful to him. And he says, No longer will you walk in this wilderness. And he ended up taking them into the promised land. It says in Deuteronomy 31 6, he says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble at them, the people in the promised land. For the Lord your God, he's going to go out with you and he will not fail you or forsake you. Yes, even in the midst of us failing, even in the midst of us falling short, God is saying, Will you just walk with me? Will the thrust of your life be walking with me? And if you do that, he goes, I will never fail you or forsake you. Know this, we all have our wilderness experiences. I've had many of them. Maybe right now you're in the midst of a very difficult stage or season of your life. Whatever life's hardships are that are surrounding us today, listen to the love and faithfulness that God has for his people, even when we don't deserve it.
1: That's all the time we have for today's message. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher, Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, one word, that's Core Church LA, to 77977. And remember, there's a God in heaven who loves you.